Welcome to the Beauties Podcast, where we talk about everything you need to know about women's sports. From the grassroots to the pros, we got it all. Today on the show, we talk about the PHF All-Star Game, Sue Bird signing her contract, and the She Believes Cup of 2022. Here are your hosts, Addie and Cowie. So now that we're in studio, do we have to say like, Live from the studio? <laughs> what do you live, think? Live from the basement home studio. Love it. Absolutely. And it it feels like the natural next step. Like this feels oh. exactly like we, you know, should be here. We have been here forever. Yeah. You know, this is a, a drastic improvement from our first <laughs> five episodes in which happened across, six feet across from each other on a plastic fold-out Costco table. Uh, episode six, unfortunately, had to happen virtually. So this feels like super, super nice. This is a great start. Yeah. This is a great yeah. start to our studio setup. I love it. And like we mentioned last time, this uh, there was a lot of work that went in behind the scenes on this bad boy. So it's uh, it's been fun. It's yeah, been fun, and too. we get the opportunity to tinker it. I know you brought a couple things, and we're going to have to figure out how to integrate Oh some, yeah, some stuff some that props. fits here better than uh, what we have today, which is mostly just you know some rummaging in my basement. But yeah. it's better than <laughs> it was, and now we actually have a visual that someone might consider watching because before, God, yeah, <laughs> you'd no be looking at some stuff. Yeah, so no one wanted to watch us do that. Before. Yeah, no. So this feels great. This feels good. Thank you for putting in the all the effort that you did for this. And I'm excited to get into this week because it, it has been, you know what? Like we talked a lot about like watching wise because things are happening with COVID. A lot of things kind of got canceled there. Like, yeah, but it's been a week of movement and a lot of different things. Like we've got PHF news, WNBA news, NWSL, WTA, things with trades. Like it was a, it it was a pretty jam-packed week for not having the same amount of watching content that we normally do. Yeah, exactly. You and I talked about it. Uh, You know, we've got in the background behind us right now, there's a TV running and it just so happened that we had uh, the Kentucky and South Carolina women's game on just before we hit record today. (laughs) So that was kind of nice, but it was actually on TV, which what a, what a novel thought yeah (laughs) to be able to just turn on flip through regular channels and find it so yeah there has been a bit of a lull in like you know quote-unquote live games outside of NCAA but that's not leaving us with a lack of things to talk about from you know WNBA NWSL some PHF news Um, so yeah there's lots to talk about regardless yeah absolutely and even even starting with some like good old fashioned NCAA drama with Gino and Muffet, like they always, those two <laughs> always keep things so damn interesting. Yeah, you're not wrong. Those, those two, I just absolutely, you know what? And people are like, it's it's funny because you see people, Muffet Murphy, they she's got her fans, Gino's got his fans, and it's like. They love it. They love the intensity between these two coaches, but then you also see it like. Well, not to the extent of Gino and Muffet because they're like insanely popular and yeah. out there and stuff. But there's a lot of, you know, like we we're just watching South Carolina and man, oh man, like the the crowd and the it's it's insane oh, yeah. how intense this is right now. I know it was good to watch that uh, that game. I mean, and you're right, the rivalry thing. It's always funny to me. Like I love it. You know, I Muff- love it. Muffet so retires much. and just can't quite <laughs> can't quite drop it. Right, a, a rival. <laughs> but you think about that in your own sports life. 
a rivalry is a rivalry. And it oh, doesn't yeah. matter if we go years down the road, it still exists. So it's fun to see. Oh yeah. So it's been, it's been great to watch and actually jump on and just like you were saying, like just turn on basketball and just watch it. Right. Well, yeah. And we got to watch in that game, right. You, you Number one, uh, South Carolina and Aaliyah Boston was just an absolute beast. Oh yeah. Up against Ryan Howard and Kentucky who was ranked. I think they were 21st. Yeah. And you know, first quarter was fun to watch 18, 18 at the end of it. And then, uh, Ryan, kind of quieted down. They started to have some trouble getting in the paint. And so, yeah, we, we saw Boston kind of take over with her team, but yes, yeah, so fun to watch on TV. And, and it's, it's going to be an interesting conversation coming up the pipe here because, you know, like the WNBA free agency is mm-hmm. coming up, mm-hmm. um, start negotiations, start January 15th. And then they're the opportunity to sign back with their team or, you know, move on, um, is February 1st, but for these organizations that are looking for these top level players like Orion Howard, yep. really right now is when you're deciding, okay, are we going to keep this player? Are we going to fight for this player? Or mm-hmm. are we going to take that chance? Like even with the mystics getting the first overall yep. pick, right? Like with their thoughts heading into free agency, like this is a pretty important time for these athletes, these athletes that are playing sure, and see yeah. to really perform well. Yeah. And watching Ryan Howard in that last little bit there, you know, people She's, are watching, you know, oh, yeah. she was fighting the ball a little bit. Yeah. There. And that's what they said too, right? It's hard to get out of your own head. That's yeah. a lot of pressure and, and she knows it. I mean, oh, but yeah. she's also a gamer too. And everyone's got a shitty game. Yeah. Is what it is. Absolutely. Oh, totally. Totally. We all been at those shitty games. <laughs> I've had more of those than I want to talk about, honestly. The old short memory. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. when you put that into play. It's At like, yeah, age, no, the beer short helps in the yeah. locker room to forget how crap you were that game. <laughs> is this a six beer game or is this a <laughs> yeah. one beer game? Exactly. Absolutely. So a couple re-signings. Uh, Lauren Cox signs with LA Sparks again. No no question there. That yeah. was pretty, everyone thought that Bridget Carlson signing again with the links um, storm extends uh, qualifying offers to Russell Canada and Talbot. Um, and to me thinking about Russell and Canada, you know, Talbot is the one of the three that I think, you know, may look at a different opportunity, but if you're, if you've got an offer to the Seattle storm mm-hmm. where you get to play with the pig, Three mm-hmm. in Stewie Bird and Jewel. Like, mm-hmm. how how do, do you, you want to go? Do you want to go? <laughs> yeah. Especially you when you, go? when we had enormous news news of Sue Bird deciding, right? Making not, the not decision. Not to hang him up quite yet. I loved how she did it. I agree. I love the the clip of her. So if anyone uh, hasn't seen that clip on social media. Uh, when Sue finished the playoffs this year, the crowd around her was chanting one more year, one more year, one more year. Right beside Diana Taurasi. <clears throat> yep. And exactly. she was like, Diana, stop. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's how she announced it was by showing that clip and then just saying, okay, let's go. Let's. Yeah, I love that. Let's do it. And like Seattle just went nuts. Like, Whoa. how could you, how could you not want her what back a, again? And what and, a fun, or like, what a fun sports town now with the crack in there. Oh. They got the Seahawks there. They got, like, like, they've got really strong fan base teams. Yeah. And so I think everyone would be excited. 
I uh, just the longevity of her career. You know, f- she was chosen first overall in two thousand and two. She's been in the league for twenty one years. She's technically like I think this is actually her nineteenth year of playing because she was out for a couple years in injury, but she's forty one years old. <laughs> like, like I feel I feel like I'm too old and I'm not forty one. <laughs> But yeah. it's outstanding to me, the longevity of her career and to still be such an elite level player is wild. So, yeah, no, she is. And, and what is it? A four? When you think about four Olympic medals, five, five, uh, her and Diana Taurasi yeah, both five, have five Olympic like, medals. She's won four NBA ti- WNBA titles. She's had, I think, 12 all-star nominees or appearances. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Like I said, we talked about our mantle versus their mantles. Yeah. <laughs> it's embarrassing. To She's see got Mike a room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her We're and early. Megan Rapino, they just got a room. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Not all of wrong. our trophies? Go? Where are all of our accolades going to go? We're going to have to Meanwhile, find a mine are in a bin under the stairs, and I've tried to <laughs> donate them to a local place that could reuse them, thinking like, how, and they don't even and, want them. They yeah. are like, appreciate your kindness, kindness but thank you keep for them coming in, in today. Yeah. <laughs> Keep them in that tote. Let them get more dusty. Yeah, like the old milk cartons with all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm the same yeah. way. Like, oh, I just oh. love it. And and following that up with even some more big news. We talked about it last week and we kind of all knew, but it is official. Sandy Brondello will be moving to New York. Yes. Official news. That's I, I, I don't know if that makes her 17th or 18th year as a WNBA coach, which is also wild. And unbelievable. And... The the city's excited, everybody's excited, mm-hmm. and she's got a really, really good young team to work with there. And I liked what she had to say about, we're not even talking about wins and losses until we talk about culture. Yeah. And you know exactly yep. that that's what she did in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what she did in Phoenix, yep. you know? Yep. And another thing, she's like, what's the, I, I think a reporter asked her, like, what's the biggest difference? And she's like, well, they don't have Brittany Griner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good that. point. Yeah, they, good they point. Don't. But they definitely don't. You, you can tell that that's the reason why they brought Sandy is because she she's, you know, established enough to be able to say, like, not get into an interview and be like, I'm going to bring wins here. She's like, no, culture yeah, brings cul- yeah, the wins. That's exactly right. Culture's culture first. Brings wins, culture's yeah. first. And I'm going to come in and I'm going to change this culture. Yeah, and to to have someone like that remain in the league, like I said, 17, this may be her 18th year coaching in the WNBA. She's got playing experience in the WNBA. She spent oof, probably 17 or 18 years playing for her national team in Australia. She's coached the national team in Australia. She's a Hall of Fame inductee in her home country. The woman has accolades beyond <laughs> accolades. Um, and She's got her room, too. Yeah, so also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super, she also has a trophy. Megan Rapino, Sandy Brandello. Yeah, they all do. <laughs> yeah, they all got their rooms. It's it's pretty. Yeah, so I think I think it's going to be amazing to see what Sandy can do in New York, especially yeah. with the young talent that she has there in Addressqueue and things like that. So uh, I think that it's a great move, which still leaves open a position in Phoenix, mm-hmm. right? And so a lot of I guess a lot of speculation kind of going on here as to who is going to take that position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the natural movement, I'm obviously not in the back office of Phoenix. I don't know what they're talking <laughs> no, about, the right? But, so. <laughs> you know, Chastity Melvin, 
assistant coach there, knows what she did, learned from Sandy over the years. Yep. Like for me, that seems like the natural progression. Some people are thinking Tanya Edwards is in the running too, which she, which she could be right, which mm-hmm. would also be a great pick. But for me, Chassie Melvin being able to coach those players, yeah. knows those players yeah. really in depth and having more of a veteran group out of Phoenix is, you know, you have to, you have to see it firsthand, yeah. right? It's not like you're coming in with a bunch of women that have only been in the league for, you know, one to two years. It's like, well, you've we, got a Diana Taurasi you got to work with yeah, over there, right. right? And we talk that about that too, from uh, like, if we're going to transition more coaches into head coaching roles, what a better opportunity than with players you're comfortable with in an organization, you know, with leadership that you had previously in Sandy Brundello. Yeah. Like to me, now's the time. If you don't give her the opportunity now, what's that saying to her? Yeah. Um, about her potential upcoming opportunities. And and I, I think it would be a real miss not to give her that chance. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But right. I think you gotta give it a go. Right. And time will tell. And we even had this conversation too with that, you know, coaches and and being put into different situations with the whole Becky Hammond thing. Yep. Right. The yeah, assistant exactly. coach moving to the next level. Exactly. Um, a lot of people actually trying to figure out what's going on with Bill Lambier. I can't, I'm not good with yeah, that last that's close name. Enough. I'm close. Yeah, I'm close ish. Enough. I'm close. Yeah. And um, so he has decided since Becky Hammond is coming in, um, you know, he did a good job with that team. Yeah, sure did. You know, he did a really good job with that team. So he's now taking a more of a front end, uh, front office yeah. role with them. Um, where, and then Becky Hammond is obviously stepping into that role of head coach and GM, which is, is the right move, (laughs) right? You know what I mean? And, and I think that that's just that natural, exactly what you're saying, just at that next phase, right? Like you hope that even when Sandy Brondello and these, you know, established coaches within the WNBA, they do that same move as Bill, where they go into the front office. And I think he would tell you that, you know, I, I suspect again, we, we have. We're not in the back office. We don't have those conversations. But I would suspect (laughs) a guy who's been around as long as he's been around in basketball understands the move and is willing to let that move happen and take a seat where he can, whether that's mentor or or whatever the changes are in his role, I suspect um, that he took that very well and was open arms to a new opportunity. So yeah, I, I completely agree. So a lot of really, and this is the part with the WNBA, it WNBA I enjoy is all these moves are very competitive. It's oh. not, you know what I mean? It's like people are making moves because they want to win. Yeah. There's they no want to happening. win. And yeah, it's kind of, it's starting to mirror, you know, we've seen some of that happen in the NCAA where organizations or universities have locked up coaches because that's a foundational move that you continue to build off of. Yeah. And WNBA is just doing the same thing. I'm excited for this season. It's yeah. Fun. Yeah. And, um, even <coughs> with, uh, with even that aspect of coaches moving into a different, uh, sport, but just looking at it here and it's something that I definitely wanted to chat with you about today is just, uh, Bev Priestman. I Did know. you hear all that stuff with yeah. Bev? Yeah, I know. Bev, Bev, we see ya. We see you, Bev. We see ya. We hurt for you. <laughs> we we hurt. think that uh, there was certainly a miss in not having you in that final three uh, for FIFA Coach of the Year 
Yeah. That's a hard one to swallow. I think we saw that from social media, from Canadian soccer players, fans, coaches. Hard to understand why. Maybe somewhere at some point we'll get an explanation there, but for a woman who entered an organization eight months before they ended up winning their first Olympic gold medal. Oof. Yeah, that's... um. That's I'm not something. sure what more she could have done this year as the coach of the Canadian women's national team. <laughs> yeah, did think it. Beth. She did it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, did and it, not Beth. to be recognized is is tough. Yeah, and to backtrack a little bit for if people don't know exactly what we're talking about. So Canada's Bev Priestman, who's the head coach of the national women's team at the Olympics, was left off the list of final nominees for the FIFA coaching award. So there was five people originally nominated, and then they um, went down to three where Priestman and uh, Sweden's head coach, Peter Gerhansen was also cut from that final three. And that, um, and, and even as like, even as a Canadian, I, I just feel that so much more because we essentially went from not being recognized as a national program, I would say as short as Four six, year, four years I, I was going to give, <laughs> I was going to say six because yeah, yeah, I, I wanted yeah. to give it a good amount of time, but to go from, even if we do go in between say five years, five years from people, maybe not even recognizing Canada as like an actual elite. soccer, con- elite soccer country mm-hmm. to now Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. And you're not, you're not recognized in that selection, even, even to go to top three. She should be, she should be in the should top three the and running. it's, you know, the, the three women, uh, that moved on Louise Cortez of Barcelona, male, 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 Louis. Oh, Louis, Louis. I've got it written down wrong. Sorry there, Louis. <laughs> Sorry, Louis guy. Um, England's Emma Hayes for Chelsea and Netherlands, Serena Wingman for the Dutch and English national team. Uh, no. <laughs> No, yeah, yeah. no, this is Louise. No, it's, because it's, it's women's coaching. He coaches a women's team. Oh, I thought it was a a female coach. A women's coach. A women's Not a woman coach. A women's, women's coach. coach. I thought it was a women's coach, but it's a it, woman's coach. <laughs> it is a human that coaches a women's Women. roster in soccer. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just flipped my screen around for those of you listening to show Addie a picture of a very much man looking man next to Emma Hayes and Serena Wagman. So, so it is Lewis. Yeah, which is totally makes sense. Totally, totally makes sense. I was reading that completely wrong. Oh, oh, good. But you know what I mean, though. Regardless. Yep. Bev. Well, we're we're thinking about you. Yeah, thinking about you. We um from the men's coach John Herdman, who used to coach the women's national team. His uh, point on social media, which I thought was interesting. Interesting. Christine Sinclair scored a hat trick in London 2012 Olympic semifinals, finished top scorer, landed her country a first team sport medal since 1936, and was not nominated for the FIFA top three. Now, Bev lands the co- country a first gold medal in Rio 2021 and make doesn't make the top three. How? Yeah. And so it's been felt from her players and, and obviously fellow coaches alike. We understand uh, the 
disgruntled nature yeah. <laughs> of folks. We don't understand how she's down on the list. Yeah, no, there's uh she'd be on our list. Let's make our own list. Yeah, Bev, she Bev wins. get over here. We don't Bev, even you win. <laughs> Bev, you win the beauty. You can have a trophy from under my basement yeah. stairs. <laughs> you can have a trophy. <laughs> I tried to donate box it, but under I will the donate it to you. It's a hockey we'll trophy, but you. we'll add a soccer ball to yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, Bev. It's yours. So yeah. that was definitely one of the biggest headlines coming out mm-hmm. of it. Uh, a lot of the players that have played for her speaking out, expressing that they're not happy about the recognition that she ought, they, you know, they feel like she deserves. She deserves. Yeah. Steph Labbe was uh, nominated for goaltender of the year. So that's exciting for her. Yeah. Yeah. Deserve. Oh, like, hugely very- deserved. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. she was pretty vocal on social media of her disappointment of Bev not being in that final three. So yeah, I agree. You know that when we went on that whole thing, like in episode one and two about um, shootouts in soccer, mm-hmm. Labe loves it. Well, clearly, Labe loves it. She's she went on this thing and it, said, eh? "Like I, th- I love shootouts. It's you just got to get into a whole new world." I'm like, "That's she, next she level pro- athlete stuff." Prove that in the Olympics that oh. she loves them. Holy moly, she's a monster. Yeah. So with with one of the bigger soccer. Um, Tournaments coming up in the She Believes Cup. It was announced that it's going to be February 17th to 23rd. The Mm -hmm. schedule came out for that as well uh, in Los Angeles, California. Played at the Dignity of Health Sports Park. I think they're splitting it too. I saw the last two games on the 23rd, I think, are somewhere in Texas. Oh, really? Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, so I I think that's nice to spread the love a little bit. I love it. Some new teams this year, Iceland, New Zealand, the Czech Republic, and... The USA, this is obviously hosted by USA Soccer. So they are in that every year. They have won, I don't know, I think this started in 2016 I was reading, mm-hmm. and they've yep. won probably four. I think six. Or four, I think oh, really? they've read, yeah, I think six is what six I. Six of six? No. I think they, I, I think they've won it. Oh, yeah, they've definitely they've won, won it. it every year. But I, I feel think. like I read that like uh, France won it one year and England won it one year. Yeah, we could, we have both have things we're in front both, of us. We could look at computers. <laughs> we're um, just going to guess. Yeah, but, but they either way, win it either lot. way, this it's a really unique initiative that they have. I think when I was doing some digging into it, we talked about this a little bit last episode. We're not going to dig too much into it today, but just the, uh, I mentioned this word last way, last episode, the intentionality of inspiring women, creating these visible pathways for women in sports. That's what I really like about this She Believes Cup because they do have the uh, She Believes Interns Academy, Hero Career Profiles. They have a whole summit that happens uh, the 11th and 12th of February, which I love. That part I, I absolutely adore about what they're doing with this She Believes Cup. I wish it was bigger. I wish it was more than four teams, but... Cool, nonetheless. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that there's definitely an opportunity to grow because like last year in 2021, it was USA, Canada, Brazil, and Argentina. And at that time, USA was ranked one, Mm -hmm. Canada, Brazil was ranked eighth, and Argentina was, um, I think... Yeah, not, not higher than eighth, but then, um, so it was, it was quite competitive. It was great. And I hate when you fact check yourself and you're wrong because you're right. They've got their fourth title. There you go. For the United States. Runners up. A good old memory bucket of mine. (laughs) The old memory bucket. But, um, I, I agree that there, 
I would love to see Canada in it every year and Brazil in it every year because I think that that level of compete is there within those teams. I yeah. don't know if it's going to be as competitive with Iceland, New Zealand, and Czech. Yeah, you I'm know? not sure. But to go off your point about it really to create and inspire that next generation of soccer players, like the head coach for the U.S. women's national team, um, I'm going to try this name. Yeah, butcher it. Vladko Ankovsky. Sounds perfect to me. Love it. You know, he said that even like the tournament is definitely uh, created to inspire and empower women and girls for the sport of soccer and beyond. Yeah. I enjoy that a lot. But he also said that these first matches are really important this year as it focuses on the World Cup qualifier. He's like, this She Believes Cup will be extremely value, valuable in continuing the development team for that. So I love how it's used for two different purposes, yeah. right? Okay, it's well, that explains to... some of the reasoning behind the teams there then, which is cool, but... Yeah, so it's... Uh, I. Th- I loved it. I loved it last year. It was very competitive soccer. It was great. Um, but yeah, I, well, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm, I'm in kind of the vote of, it would be cool to have six, six teams minimum, bit yeah. more games. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, we're going to watch it either way, but. Oh yeah. <laughs> super cool. The last note I had on soccer. Well, I guess I had a couple, but I think the last one we should talk about is Jalen ha- uh, Jalen Howell winning the back-to-back Mac Herman trophies. Huge. Huge. We talked about her, right? She went second overall in the uh, NWSL draft to racing Louisville. Louisville. We, taught, we watched her uh, and FSU win a national championship. That was her third national championship appearance in her four years, her second national championship. She scored the game winner in the semis that we watched against Rutgers. That puts in a really elite class. She's now only the fifth player ever to do so. Mia Hamm, Cindy Parlow, Christine Sinclair, Morgan Bryan, and now Jalen Howell. One interesting thing, we got to look this up. I feel like I read that, so the trophy, if no one's seen it on social media, it's this like glass soccer ball on the top of the trophy. And I think it weighs 11 pounds, they said. Let's what? Look it up. No way. Yeah. I That's was like, incredible. What a, like again, back to like my, my, tote of absolute garbage trophies yeah. and like just this prestigious beautiful trophy that she has yeah so congratulations to Jalen Howell because I think that that clearly puts her in an elite class of soccer players and that makes me even more excited not that I wasn't before but more excited to see her in the NWSL this upcoming season yeah and you're right like to think of who's won that award what it stands for I'm such a big um like I love the when you when you win an award and you could look back now, there's like that history in women's sports yeah. where it's like, okay, when you win this trophy, you've won it with the greats of Christine Sinclair, who everybody knows, and yeah, then immediately who everybody knows, oh, yeah, you're up there, yeah. right? Yeah, and so I I just absolutely love that this young athlete that's just in the beginning mm-hmm. of her professional career. Mm-hmm. Um, already has that. And, and we talked about this last time too, about people identifying more with the player. Yeah. Like there are Jalen Howell fans Hugely. that will now follow her to her pro 100%. career because of this, yeah, right? 100%. I, I just looked it up. A 10 pound crystal soccer ball. <laughs> 10 pounds. <laughs> That's insane. Awarded annually since 1967. Honors the United States Coaches National Player of the Year. NCAA Division One men's and women's soccer based on voting conducted by member 
Wow. So my facts was r- were wrong there. I thought it said 11, but, but this one article pound. I'm reading on uh, MacHermanTrophy.org, which is probably more accurate than whatever I saw the 11 pounds. Uh, yeah. Says it's a 10 pound crystal soccer ball, which to me is just like so cool. I want to win a cool trophy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that is, that tops a lot of them. That is very Can cool. Can we get a, at some point when we like think about moving some things around yeah. or adding some things? Like we need a trophy. Just, Maybe it's we hand it out every f- so many episodes to each other of like, I think you did a great job today. Oh, I like that. You have that. a shelf and I have a shelf and it, it either lives on my shelf, shelf or your <laughs> shelf. <laughs> just rotates back. Yeah, yeah. Just like, even shelves. Like I'm last in. episode, I'm our in. virtual episode when I was like, ooh, ads, I hated it. Yeah. I, I wasn't confident. It was very different than sitting across and seeing each other. Yeah. You would have had the trophy. We would have, we figured out very quickly that we're body language people. Yep. I like being here. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> I struggled so hard. Yeah, it so was. So hard having you through my computer screen. So Yeah, it but, was, it's nice to be back. And it's honestly, this is going to be pretty cool to be up on video. Like that's yeah. going to be awesome. So I'm, I'm down with a little decorating. Getting a little something I know, going I here. Like that like maybe we need to shift a little, and we have like maybe you have your things that are meaningful, but I think we should have a trophy that we award each other. Yeah, and then we could have like a well, we could just because we're talking about this, like a ten pound trophy that we could give out for to like a guest for beers and beauties episodes that we can be like, <laughs> just, what you just said was awesome. Just- <laughs> Here's your trophy. Here's your <laughs> bubba can full of pennies. That's the only way we can make it weigh 10 pounds. Oh, One of those I big love bubba, it. like slurpy. Oh, just yeah. Put a beauty sticker on it and fill up 10 pounds of pennies and say, Congratulations, you're the winner. This is the best. Anyways, the best. we digress. We <laughs> went hard into that, but you will see it because we do. We do what we say we're going to do, so there will be shelves and trophies. Yeah, exactly. Um, Before we jump off of NCAA, because I I do think we want to talk about uh, uh, hockey, I just wanted to touch on NCAA and their Final Four shift, because I think that's important for us to touch on. So earlier in September last year, um, for those of you who watched uh, March Madness, March Madness historically was, they had a social media account that was dedicated and only covered men's uh, division one basketball that changed in September of last year, where they now have a a March madness men's and a March madness women's accounts. We saw here uh, not long ago that they did the same thing with final fours. So now we have a men's account and a women's account. This follows for anyone who follows uh, NCAA ball and is on TikTok. talk. You would have saw Sedona Prince last year, showing the very distinct differences in the gyms and the food uh, and the swag packages between men's and women's basketball that stemmed that, you know, this kind of inquiry into gender equity in NCAA. We're not going to go into the details because it's too long, but just wanted to say kudos to you. NCAA, um, I think we're on the right path. I hope this continues. I'm excited still for uh, Women's March Madness coming up in a few weeks, but I'm happy to see that. I'm so happy you brought that up because I have that written down here too because it's like they're, well, I know you just, we could go on for days about what Sedona Prince did last year because 
it was almost like a call to action. Oh, it was. I was so happy to see her do that. Finally, someone with the kahunas to just no. say, what is this What garbage? is happening? Yeah. And it was funny because it was like, you could go to Walmart and pick up that that triangle weight <laughs> set they me had. Of my mom's aerobic workouts. A hundred percent. Like Grandma Jane, like, yeah. what are we talking about yeah, here? It was like, embarrassing. It was not good. So good on her. I was like, but with that being said now too, that now there's the two accounts and we talked about this with Jerry D last time, like with his call to action for mm-hmm. getting out there, learning more about prospects. Now, like I want to go so far into this to show the support mm-hmm. for the actual movement. I think everybody needs to dive in. They need to follow the account. They yeah. need to follow the athletes. They need to support as much as they can because there are people watching. There are people that are invested in it and now you have your avenue to fully get after it and show that it's there so so awesome so great because i think that that it looked in a different way is a call to action like we did it it was we did it sedona prince you called us out last year kate we did it yeah and the the logos are the logos are different which i also thought was kind of cool they're both they have the same look. One isn't uh, underrepresented. They uh, have com- the same look. They yep. just are different. Completely agree. Yeah. Min, uh, I don't know where the men's tournament is, but women's is in Minneapolis, Minneapolis yeah. right? Men's is, I should know that, but I uh, also should. Minneapolis. Um, but, you know, they're they're equal. They look the same. They look professional. You know that this year it's like, okay, you called us out last year. Let's fire it up. And so I think I think this year the, the attendance, the information that's going to be out about uh, for women's basketball is going to be through the roof and yeah. i'm so excited for it i can't wait to see our brackets and who oh again oh, we can yeah. give our trophy back and forth for who wins oh the brackets. my my brackets are historically absolutely garbage because i always think there's going to be a random upset and it, there always is one it's just never the one i pick yeah so. And yeah, (laughs) so but even and we can get into that too. Even because we're two weeks away from the LPGA starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be so many things to like bet on. We should start a quarter jar. We let's do it. Okay, okay. Who's gonna win the Australian Open? Oh, what? What a conversation. <laughs> you you knew you were going to spur the pot with that one because it's like, okay, so Naomi Osaka pulls out of the Melbourne Open. I know. So a WTA now. 500 event. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. What does this mean for the Australian Open? Like, I know. How, what does this mean? Because everybody, all the eyes, like, let's get real. Leila Fernandez, Emma Raducanu, uh, Naomi Osaka, mm-hmm. like, there's going to be key players mm-hmm. moving into this tournament that Ashley a lot of people. Barty, are, who, Ashley Barty, <laughs> number one ranked. Yeah, you know, who just like, won a WTA 500 event, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> so the Adelaide International. You know what? Like, it would be nice. If she pulled out. It and, said it was injury, which always makes me like, oh, was it like, or what kind of an injury was it? Yeah, like let's did talk you have a specifics. Sore toe or did like, you pull your hammy? Yeah, like, those are different. <laughs> She had me gone. Yeah. She had me gone. Um, But it's like, yeah, I don't, injury, like you always want to be respectful of injuries. They're tough to come back from. Such a, such a hard hitting sport like tennis. It's all on you. It's very, yeah. Your agility has to be through the roof. Like one little knee twitch. Like it's, 
there could be a lot of things that happen in tennis. Like they are so fit. Like it's when you think about how jacked tennis players have to be, (laughs) they have to be, they have to be like agility, light, but powerful, like be able to control the ball super soft, but be really strong. Like they have to be everything. The the body awareness in tennis to me is what gets me. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're not going to bet today. You didn't answer me. Oh yeah. That's true. We'll get a jar jar. When the jar's out, I'll start betting. I'll bring my my roll of quarters. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I have a piggy bank. I'll just bring it down here. That's That's right. That's right. Yeah, so so we can put some bets on uh, who's going to win that Hilton Grand Vacations tournament in the LPGA. Yeah. And, and who's going to win the Australian Open? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty pumped for the LPGA to start up again. Like, well, when you think about it, LPGA is kicking off the Australian Opens going with, and like I say every time, which leads us into the Olympics. The Olympics yeah. Like, there's, there's so many things happening. But yep. this past weekend, too, um, well, when we're currently in the, the PHF, they had some decent announcements, too, with the All-Star logo, the All-Star coaches being announced, yep. the All-Star players being announced. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of, yeah, there was yeah. a lot of announcements. So for the Minnesota Whitecap and Toronto Six games and the and the Pride versus the Buttes, uh, January 8th and 9th were canceled mm-hmm. or postponed, sorry. Postponed. Postponed um, due to COVID and... Uh, so anything um, in Toronto, they've made the decision that they will not have stands in the games for January, and then they're going to reevaluate. So all the six Toronto six games will have zero fans. So what does that do for the All-Star game that is scheduled for January 29th? Oh, wow. What a segue, hey? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's why I'm like, and they came out with all this stuff. Like, I don't know if they're just going to push it back a week or if they're going to be like, well, it's the... 29th, like we're almost done January. I don't know what they're going to do. Oh, I gosh. Don't know. If we have another huge thing canceled. Ugh. I can't. I can't handle it. <clears throat> I can't either. I mean, su- some exciting things around this too, right? So there's still four four players that are going to get voted in by the fans, which is going to yeah. be announced on Tuesday, January the 11th. Which is a great idea. Love that. Great idea. You know, pretty good representation across the board. Boston has eight players. Toronto and Connecticut had seven. Buffalo had four. The Riveters and Minnesota each had two. Um, They selected three captains. Cheyenne D'Arcangelo from Toronto, Jillian Dempsey from Boston, and Allie Thunstrom from the Whitecaps, Minnesota Whitecaps. So they're going to have a a virtual draft to draft their teams. They've named uh, their coaches, which are all three Canadians, and Mel Davidson, Sammy Joe Small, and Megan Chayka. I don't know. It's a really cool event, and I'm not too much of a prayer, but I pray that it is a go with fan. Yeah, I I couldn't even – the All-Star game, well, all the games are for fans. Yeah. But the all-star game is all for fans. It's all for fans. You couldn't. You couldn't run an event. I know. Like that? Like they could run, you know, the regular season Toronto six games with no fans. Get it. Yeah. There, I w- what I would hope, like obviously they wanted Toronto six. They've launched uh, Toronto six to host, mm-hmm. right? They've 
launched the logo for it, yep. which is, you know, it's got Toronto in it. They did a great job with... It's you, awesome, that logo. Yeah, they, the, with the CN Tower, yeah. they integrated the Maple Leaf within it. Like, they did a really good job yep. on the actual logo itself, but... Jerseys. <laughs> Let me so. finish my statement, and then, because we've got a whole segment. I'm telling you, <laughs> we've got a whole segment here. Holy moly. But um, it's, like... You wouldn't want them to have to pick up and move. Yeah, no, I hear you. Well, and yeah, but you, you want can't. it to happen. Yeah. You want it to happen with fans. Yep. Like, would Ooh. it be better to be like either postpone it to a later date where they can get? You can't guarantee fans, I guess, anymore, which is a really sad thing to say. It is a sad thing to say. But if you went to Minneapolis, yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate too because everything that they've done foundationally to prepare for this is has a very Canadian feel to it. Yeah. The logo that you mentioned, they found a way to integrate a maple leaf into that, which is great. Has a CN Tower in there. The three coaches that they have are recognizable people for us here in Canada. Yep. I'm not sure if that has that same feel in the US. Probably not. Like we all know who Mel Davidson is. Um She's been involved in Hockey Canada, it feels like, forever. I know that's not real, but she's it's coached in, real. Uh, yeah, what, 06 and maybe 02 even. 06 and t- 2010 Olympics for sure. She was the GM of our national team up until a few years ago when Gina Kingsbury took over. Sammy Jo Small, Small, I mean, speaks for herself. She's played on our national team, been to world championships. She's been to the Olympics. She was the GM of the Toronto Furies back in the day. Her husband is involved in hockey and in terms of a veteran on our sledge hockey team, Megan Cheka being the the co-founder and CEO of, uh, of Stathletes, which does a lot of, you know, they do analytics for CBC, which is our Canadian broadcasting um, company. Like it's got such a Canadian spin to it that if anything, I hope they just postpone it. Yeah. And host it there instead of trying to move it. Yeah. I when you when you lay it all out like that with Sammy Joe, Mel D and Megan there, like yeah. you just you get that feel of like this I really like did Mel have D. that Mel she D. Sounds come like a spice on. girl then. She doesn't <laughs> <laughs> does what look like spice one girl would Mel D be? Mel D B I don't Mel D B what <laughs> That took a wrong turn. Um, But, oh my God, we should put that on a question on Twitter. What Spice Girl would would Mel Mel D be? (laughs) I'd love to see the responses. But yeah, like it's just got such a, I thought they did a great job. I thought they did a great job putting it together, promoting it, yeah. getting people involved with the fans, picking, Mm -hmm. you know, like it was going to be a really cool event. It's going to be televised in both Canada and the U.S., which is... Very rare. Which is wild. <laughs> which is in the US you can find it on ESPN Plus. Here we're gonna be able to find it on TSN, which huge. I love. Yeah. So the only thing they might have dropped the ball on, are we ready for the the Jersey <laughs> discussion or we got more note? Are we ready to get into this? Oh man. Okay, everyone. Let's talk about the jerseys. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I guess everyone I, I, you're all entitled to your own opinions, of yeah. course. Or- but Addie and I when we looked them up, we wondered who and what was thought. Because they, they go, I mean, they are out there. They are very different. They are extremely unique. 
They the color palette was kind of stolen from their, you know, holographic spin they've taken on their logos and uh, and then they've got this map integration on them and and they are a site they are, they are a site that's the that's a the, they're a site yep and so to i would encourage everybody to go onto their website and they and look it up it. and find it and see and and take a look it looks like the, the there's like a city map of Toronto where they've decided to sprinkle Bright yellow, bright pink, purple, and blue. Yeah. On the yeah. bottom of the sleeves for one. Yeah. And then the on the next like one, it looks like two shirts sewn together with the map on one side and the PHF like logo kind of on the other side with with Canadian leaves on it. Mm-hmm. And like this this pink, blue, green color scheme like never have i ever seen anything like this <laughs> no <laughs> and and no. i would say that we've seen been a, a part of, of jerseys yep. a lot of jerseys lots of hockey mm-hmm. and one thing that we talked about a bit too because we haven't even got into this no limits edition stuff that they got going on there too but the apparel is really important like when you think about when you think about really strong brands, like for me, when I look at the PHF and I look at the jerseys that they have for their organizations, the ones that kind of stand out to me, like Connecticut Whale. Yeah. That is just a clean, bright, but like yeah, appealing jersey yep. that people would buy, wear, show up to games. Mm-hmm. Like, I think their thought in this was like, let's make something that nobody else has. Has ever seen before. Ever. In any and sport. probably will never see again. And it's never. wild. Like they're, it's, they it's are in, wild. It's insane. And so, like... <laughs> we, I don't know. I, we, I, yeah, maybe we're maybe, maybe, maybe we're just... The, like, Addie and I did talk about, too, when people ask me, what, oh, what's your style? I'm like, oh, I don't have one. I just, I, like, get dressed in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever I look like, I look like it, quite honestly. But <laughs> I, I the, this wouldn't get picked on the shelf for me, personally. Um, I think they're... They're uh, not not my favorite, but they are unique. So, like, we're we're talking about fans. We're talking about getting people there. We're talking about an experience. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have 20 women racing out of the gate <laughs> in maybe the biggest game of their, car- like, not career, but, like, a big game of the season yeah, yeah. in this? I know. Could you imagine this jersey lining up on the other blue line of that jersey? I wouldn't even know where to look. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, and that's that's the the thing too. I agree is that when you look at the rest of the apparel that you can get from uh, the PHF, a lot of it's actually really clean, really oh. nice, like stuff that I would love to wear. Yeah, and and they did an unbelievable job on their ugly sweaters. Christmas, oh, ugly you Christmas talk, you, sweaters. You raved about those. Oh, yeah. And remember we talked about, is it, oh, yeah. are they the ugliest or the nicest <laughs> of the ugly? <laughs> They're awesome. But, like, you think about, like, for games, like the Winter Classic, they yeah. just go straight vintage, right? Yeah. They just go right up vintage. And it's, some of them, don't get me wrong, like, they, they we talked, they've been ugly. Oh, there, yeah. There yeah. have been ugly jerseys yeah. in the yeah. past. There's no question about it. Yeah. But they get, like, organizations get... 
essentially lit up for it because their fans want nice shit that they're going to buy and wear and be proud of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like I say, maybe we are a miss. Maybe people do enjoy these. Um, I hope so because they're 150 bucks a piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I hope you enjoy it if you buy one. I yeah. will not be purchasing one. Uh, I also will not be purchasing their limited, what were they calling that? No limit. Yeah. No limits. No like this is limit. just, this is just, um, <laughs> these are worse. Like, these are worse. Like quite they, honestly, these like, are worse. Yeah. There's, it's, it's hard here because like they got eyes in there. Like they got yeah. cat eyes there. Yeah. So just for those of you who are listening in, uh, what Addie and I are looking at right now is a jersey that has a holographic star with two quarter stars or half stars, I suppose, beside it as like a mainstay in the middle. And then there's a hockey stick that comes down from that that is also this holographic rainbow, no labels. And behind that, there's words that say no limits with all of the logos of the league and then a pair of eyeballs <laughs> <laughs> that... Uh, are also multicolored and are, <laughs> I I think, very missing the point for anyone who has a chest, and I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, this has eyeballs right where your chest is, where enough eyes tend to navigate to anyways without having a set of eyes looking back at you. To me, this entire shirt <laughs> is an absolute <laughs> disaster. There's... I I would never uh, purchase this ever. I just and like to go back to your statement before, like there are some PHF apparel super that clean. is super great. Yeah. Super great. They're clean black hoodies with PHF on yep. it. Wicked. Mm. What no label their their line of no label and it looks like well it is all the teams have their logos on the bottom with the state or the province mm -hmm. underneath. Um, like, oh, I, what? I'm and now that you look even deeper, like the, it looks like the eyes have a mustache. Like the eyes have now, it I just, it, I don't, <laughs> I just don't think that this was created by a hockey person. I would agree with you or, and I, 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 I don't know. Like I would honest to God, I'm wearing our beauty's apparel and, and it's, <laughs> this is enough. Because oh, yeah. it's it says beauties right across my chest. Yeah, that yeah. that's enough. And I um yeah yeah I am not a small chested human being. <laughs> uh, so to put eyes on that yeah. right on your chest is just freaking atrocious. Yeah, like opinion. I would I would encourage everybody first like head to the phfproshop.com. Go uh, look because you're gonna see as soon as you get past this no limits brand and like the. The no limits uh, line, sorry, not the brand, the line, but like the the and the jerseys, like they've got a third of. Yeah, this was just a very bold statement by the yeah, PHF. And, and I, this was yeah. bold. If you love it and you can rock this, power to you, my friend. I yeah. hope that you can. I yeah. will not be, uh, but oof, this is something. Can. So we we can't wait to watch the game, like when when the games resume and yeah. everything's cruising, and we're 
we are PHF a full way, but this was a bold statement but made by the PHF. And I would love to hear what the but that's obviously a tough position for to oh, put yeah. them in, right? Like but maybe the they athlete, love it. Like, maybe they do yeah, love it. Maybe. maybe they maybe they're like, this is us. I don't know. But this to me, when you first see these, <laughs> it's like version one, two, or three, it's like none of which is better than the other. No, no. It's Anyways. very bold. And once again, I don't think this was created by a hockey person. I don't. Because anybody thinking about an all-star game, if you look at what the, what would have been wicked, what could have been wicked is just like super nice, clean PHF, really big logo. Cause it's a, it's a good logo. Yeah. PHF. And then do what they do. And they put the team on the, on the, on the sleeve. Classic, Did you imagine you've look. got like your yep. your team on there? Like that's the stuff that I think would be a lot more memorable. Like where you're, if you're a, uh, you know, I just love Connecticut's jerseys. But so if you're a Connecticut fan and you your favorite player mm-hmm. is going to the All-Star game, mm-hmm. like you want something that's going to represent your favorite player in an All-Star game. Nice, clean. Like, yeah, you could have gone a little bit crazy in the color maybe maybe you have like a maroon all-star team but yeah it still has your logo and represents where you're from on the sleeve and it shows that it's an all-star game and where people are from and where they play because people are gonna watch and they're gonna be like what what team are you on yeah like I just feel like it's uh it's a an attempt to be flashy and seen and they don't need it. It's just no. not needed. They they have the talent in that league. There's enough players in this all-star game or trio of teams that's going to exist that they don't need a they yeah, I would I agree. And maybe that's us coming from a place of we're used to uh watching NHL all-star games and we're used to having this uh like we say clean aesthetic to it. Right. And this is just like so far outside of that that yeah. it's like what is this? Yeah. Where um, did this come from? Yeah, I just think they they don't need a a super flashy weird jersey to bring value to what is the PHF all-star game. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, clean. And then to be honest, they, they rock the logo, mm-hmm. put the logo on one shoulder, the team you're from yep. on the other shoulder, Agreed. your name on the back. So you could you're not even gonna be able to tell someone's name on the back. No. In you, the map. It, well, exactly. <laughs> I was going to make an old man joke there, but I didn't want an old dad joke. <laughs> um, but <laughs> finding uh, it on the map, I don't know, but it's, it's like the, the whole point is like, well, the, you could auction them off after. Like you could, yeah, yeah. if you yeah, wanted to, like, there's a whole to, bunch of things. Like, yeah. bunch of things. like yeah. if you're telling me that like, obviously Madison Packer, one mm-hmm. of the OGs of the mm-hmm. league is in the, is in the all-star game, which I did think they did do a great job of picking a really good combinations of mm-hmm. rookies and veterans. Yep. Like Agreed. they did a really good job in evening that out. So like Madison Packer's jerseys up yep. for auction. You're telling me that somebody wouldn't put down more money to have the Riveters logo that she started with yep. as an OG, yep. you know, and maybe one day she gets traded and then that jersey is worth more. I agree with you. Right? It's It just seemed like such a missed opportunity when they did so many things well. Yeah. And then that's the jersey they're going to put on. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I hope we're wrong. I hope, I hope we're wrong. I hope everyone loves them and we're the only two that don't. Yeah, that's... Valid, valid. So PHF after these 
uh, two postponement uh, games, the 8th and the 9th, is going to kick back up on the 15th and the 16th with the Buffalo Buttes versus Toronto 6, which is actually going to be played in Canada, so no fans. Um, and the Riveters versus Connecticut um, will be playing against each other on the 15th and 16th. So I'm excited to see the second half of the season start off Me for too. them. Um, and just to see where this kind of goes heading off into, well, the all-star game and then um, into the playoffs. Yep. Same, same. The back half of the season is always the best. <coughs> it is always the most fun part of the season because you're starting to think about a lot of different things. Points mean a lot, yep. you know? Yeah. So it's pretty, pretty exciting. And then at the same time, just to go back the WNBA, the free agency ne- negotiations start on the 15th. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of... Really cool stuff coming up here too. So, um, man, first time in the studio. I know, first time. I thought it, uh, I thought it went well. I like it here. I think we have a better um, ability to talk to each other too because we yeah. used to be a long. It felt like I was yelling across the table to yeah. you. Or <laughs> now it feels like yeah. we're just hanging out. Know, so yeah, it feels good to sports. be here. I'm, I'm happy about it. Yeah, for sure. So. Uh, thank you to the people that are watching this on YouTube. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you to people that are listening. Very appreciative of you as well. Um, follow us. Yeah. Follow us. Share our show. It would mean a lot. Yeah, it certainly um, helps and us. And reach out. We've, uh, to remind everybody, we've got our voicemail system that has just been Awesome. So cool. So cool. We're going to get into that as well soon. Uh, We had a really cool question about betting, which I think is a really cool topic we need (laughs) to get into because I like how much we talked about betting today without even getting into that question. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like betting is a part of sports. Yeah. It's part part of sports camaraderie for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a big part of it. And I I think that it could be (laughs) with my friends. Honestly, I do. I I play FanDuel with with friends of mine and, and it's, I agree. It, it's something that we can evolve into further with women's sports. So yeah. yeah, I shouldn't be able to bet on Div Three Turkish soccer and not the NWSL. <laughs> I've come to that. I should be yeah. able to bet on yeah. NWSL, WBA, PHF. Yeah, You're it should wrong. be there. So You're that's going to be a really good conversation. Yeah. Um, Instagram, Twitter. Um, underscore beauty sports, beauty sports. Um, we got into TikTok. Oh, baby, we're, we're in just TikTok. getting into TikTok. This will help. Our video content will help us uh, yep. get into TikTok. Hopefully, Addy and I get into a little bit of groove, and maybe we'll have some. Uh, you know, maybe we'll do a live here someday. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. So, um, please follow, share, like, comment. We appreciate it all. We appreciate everybody that uh, tuned in today. And is tuning in again. And like usual, Cowie, final words. Final words. Yeah, I think you you hit it, buddy. I think it's been fun to be back with you after missing a week through virtually. It's fun to have a new setup. And again, as you mentioned, if this is, you know, your first episode here, thank you for joining us. Please come back. There are six other episodes that you can go and tune into. If you haven't already, you know, share this content with uh, people you know or think might enjoy it. You know, if you can give us a like and a rating and review, that certainly does help us get this out to a broader audience. Appreciate everyone who tunes in, everyone who sends us text messages or DMs on Instagram, anyone who has gone to speakbypecom slash beauty sports and left us a voicemail. We will be getting to that in the future weeks. So, buddy, it's been fun. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. Um, we'll see you next week. Cheers.